0: The entrance of his word gives light, and it gives understanding unto the simple. Sit back and relax, as we we'll bring you God's word from the throne of grace, with Pastor Ulusho Laimanala, the leader, senior pastor of Jesus, the ministry. God bless Lord, you as you listen. Lord, ask that you bring your word forth to us. You will bless our hearts, and cause us never to remain the same. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Hallelujah to the name of Jehovah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I want to welcome you all to the September edition of Monthly Family Affairs Summit. Trust in God that as the Lord has brought us together, we will all be blessed and none of our lives shall remain the same in Jesus' name. This month we are looking at a very crucial and important discussion by the leaders of the Holy Spirit. I want to trust God to bless you, bless me and all of us together to the glory of His name in Jesus' name. This month, the, our focus is going to be on identifying and overcoming Marita Kankawams. Identifying and overcoming Marita Kankawas. Identifying. And overcoming Marita Kankawart is a topic and a discussion that calls for serious attention. And I want us to be very attentive and be patient. To start with, I want to take you to the book of Joel. We are going to take a look at chapter number one verse number 4. 12, chapter number 1. I'm taking verse number 4. The book of prophets 12, chapter 1. Let's look at verse number 4. That which the papa one had led at the locust eating. And that which the locust had led at the cankerworm eating, and that which the cankerworm has left at the caterpillar eating. I discovered one thing from the word of the Lord as far as the issue of cankerworm is concerned. I discovered that cankerworm is a typical example of insects that is always used to bring judgment upon the rebellious Israel is like anyone who is under the cause of God who is under the severe angers of God are people that God used to do what to fire and that is what we can see here about the children of Israel. According to this book of Joel. Chapter number 1. Is talking about. The terrible delay. And the defilement of the law of the Lord. As been practiced by the tribe of Judah. The tribes of Israel. That the Lord brings a cause upon them. And a vow to fight, to fight them. With the conqueror. Let's still go ahead, look at chapter number 2 of the same book of Joel. Joel chapter number 2. Let's look at verse 2. Joel chapter 2, and verse number 2. It says, a day of darkness and of gloomliness. A day of cloud and of thick darkness. As the money spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there have not been ever the like, neither shall there anyone after it, even to the years of many generations. Hallelujah. 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 Let's see, join me in the book of Nahum. Let's go there. The same book of one of the minor prophets. Nahum, let's look at chapter number 3. Chapter number 3. I want us to join me there. I want us to see this passage of the scripture. It is after Micah and before the, the book of Habakkuk. now is fine in Micah before Micah. After Micah even at before Habakkuk. Chapter number three. I will be taking verse number fifteen and verse number sixteen. There shall be there shall the fire before thee. And the sword shall cut thee off. It shall eat thee up like what, brethren? Like the canker one, make thyself many as the canker one, make thyself many as the locust. Thou art multiplied thy merchant above the stars of heaven. The canker one spoil it and does what and fly it away. Praise the name of the Lord. Like I've said earlier, anywhere you see God talking about the issue of one. It is always an insect with which God do fight against rebellious nation, rebellious people, rebellious individual. And from the clear understanding of what we are in this passage of the scripture, it becomes obviously clear that what we call one is always a very dangerous, destructive, and a destructuous element of a thing. Praise the name of God. In all of the passages of the scriptures we've read, both in 12 chapter 2, in that verse number 4, and as well as in this Nahum chapter 3, 15 through 16, make it so clear that it is always being used as an agent of what? Of destruction. It always constitutes danger. It always constitutes disastrousness in most cases. Praise the name of the Lord. When I look at the Bible as well as the dictionary, it became crystal clear that canker ones are highly dangerous and disastrous to living or organism. Praise the name of the Lord. Both the Bible and the dictionary confirm that. Make it so clear that anything called one, according to the Bible description, as well as the dictionary meaning, make it so clear, make it so clear that anything called one is highly dangerous and disastrous to living organism. Praise the name of the Lord. What we call ones. Are very destructive to fruit, to buds, and leaves. Cankerworms are corrupting and destructive forces. Brethren, what I call them? Cankerworms, they are what? They are corrupting and what? And destructive forces. As dangerous as cankerworms are to fruit, buds, leaves, as well as plants. So it is. To any given marriage, hope, or family at any given time. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. Literally, dictionary, as well as the Bible, make it clear to us that anything called canker ones, they are actually very dangerous and detrimental, they are destructive. To so anything called living organism, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Anything called living organism, they are very dangerous to eat. And we are saying in another way, right? That as dangerous and as disastrous, hallelujah, people of God, can cowards are to plan. So it is to what brethren? Right? So it is to marriage. As it is very easy. For kangaroo to suck life out of any living organism, as it is very much possible for kangaroo to suck life out of any plant, as it is very much possible for kangaroo to suck life out of birds, out of leaves, and the rest Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. It's the same thing that we shall go. It's the same thing that is applicable to marriage. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, if you will, go ahead. But when you are on, you let me know. So that I can carry you. Alright. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just like I've had you said, we were looking and talking about identifying and overcoming marital conquerors. I am highly read. In Joel chapter 1 verse number 4. As well as Nahum chapter 3 verse 15 through verse number 16. From these two passages of the scripture. It becomes obviously clear. That anything called kankawom. Is actually destructive. Is actually dangerous. And is actually disastrous to any living organism. And I have also said that the effort and the error the ruinous heart of kankawab to any living organism is the same error is the same danger is the same destruction that what we call kankawab we bring upon any given home or any given marriage praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord i said as dangerous as cankerworm adds to fruit, birds, and leaves as well as plant. So it is to any given home, family, or marriage at any given time. Praise the name of the Lord. That is the issue before us. Cankerworm, they are destructive. They are very ruinous to marital relationship. They are dangerous for family. They are dangerous for home. They can at any point in time Destroy, ruin any given marriage at any time. I have this to tell you, and I want you to listen and keep a record of this statement to keep our home peaceful and enjoyable. The issue of Kankowam cannot be handled with levity. Is somebody in the house listening to me? Is somebody in the house listening to me? Let me repeat myself keep our homes blissful and enjoyable the issue of kankawo cannot be handled with levity you can't handle the issue of kankawo with levity brother do you know why Cankaw has every tendency to kill and destroy any marriage or notice what I tell you, brethren, I want every one of us to listen very attentively. The issue of Kanka sir, doesn't regret anybody he has in marriage. At any point in time that it has the opportunity of threatening into any woman, into any marriage, it's going to destroy that marriage unnoticed. Kanka has gotten to the marriage of not more than three months, and that became the ends of that marriage. Can at any point in time, if it gets hold of age of over 20, 30 years, is going to throw that families into complete and absolute disarray, and that is why I said it to us that to keep our home, our marriage blissful and enjoyable. The evil of canker 1 cannot be handled with levity. At any point in time, when it creeps into any home, when it creeps into any family, it will suck the life out of that home and it will destroy that marital relationship. By the grace of God and by the mercies of God, as the marriage has passed, who is privileged to people, I have seen a lot. I have seen a lot of blissful home. There is a family I know. That we are still interceding for to today. That the issues of their oneness, the issues of how they are closely related, how loving they are, in the, ni- in the late 90s when I was them was what attracted me to become a friend of family. The old I know today, it is another thing entirely. It is what? It is another thing entirely. We are praying crying to god seriously that god will restore normality oneness and unity back into that marriage and i tell you what attracted me to that family in 1999 was because of how godly how friendly and how lovely they are i will see them they work so closely together they move together whoever both of them drive that's one of those things that challenge challenging we also are just beside their buildings a few years ago whoever that drives any other person will come down they will open gate the way they were relating I was so encouraged that attracted me to that family but today the story is something what is something else why because one has gained an entrance into that marriage I am praying for somebody this evening one will not have a place in your home and in any home cankerworm will are the erroneous activities this evening the lord will expose it and they shall give all of us victory over every marital cankerworms in jesus name brethren listen to this once again and i want you to pick it every couple every couple who desire to enjoy marriage throughout all days of their lives Every couple who desire to enjoy marriage throughout all days of their life must learn to watch out for Marita Kanker one time to time. Any every couple who desire to enjoy marriage throughout all days of their life must learn to watch out for Marita Kanka one time to time. And live with them in the boards. Must learn. Marriage. Let me tell you, I want to be frank. Though I've been wanting to be very careful about this statement, but may I humbly inform you that the institution called marriage is such a very delicate thing. what I call it. The institution called what, brethren? Called marriage. Is always a very delicate word, delicate thing. When they tell you something is delicate what do you do with the delicate things you undo it carefully you undo it responsibly you undo it with discretion you undo it with wisdom that is what very many people were feeling about today and that is what the devil is using as a platform to penetrate into our own and perpetrate the ruinous effect of once in our marriage that is what i am saying that to the young couple to those of us who are just coming into marriage to those of us who are looking into marriage in the near future and to those of us who are there if you have vowed and you have made up your mind to enjoy marriage all days of your life you must learn to watch out for what brethren? For Marita kankawon. How? Time to what? Time to time. You look for one. You watch after them in your marriage. Time to what? Time to time. There are a lot of ways through which kankawon penetrates into marriage. Very many people don't take notes. And once that one penetrated it way, Perform is destructive heart in such a marriage. So you must watch out for canker ones, time to time. And not just only watching out for them, sir. I had there something. I said, did what? You nipple them in the board. What I said, you do? You nipple them in the board. You make sure you kill those canker worms. Before they what? Hardly, yeah, before they get their what? Before they get their grant. If canker ones were not. And do as early as possible. The moment they eat deep, they are effort might remain irreversible. That is why. We should watch out for it. Time to time. And make sure that we need them in the ball. Failure to need. I hope you will note this again. Failure to Marita Marital ones in the ball. We make a marriage a man rather than a make or an endurance rather than enjoyment. I will again. Failure to nick marital canker ones in the bones. We make a marriage a man, something that destroys, something that scattered, something that brings with fulfillment rather than a make rather than something that makes you great. Rather than something that brings you fulfillment for which it is ordained. All an endurance rather than enjoyment that marriage is meant for. We must be very careful. Failure to make marital canker In the ball, like I've told you, brethren, we bring what? We make a marriage a man rather than a man. All an endurance rather than enjoyment like we have set time without numbers in the course of this meeting as i was praying over this meeting i still spoke to god about the motor of this this summit family affair summit talking about marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not to be endured. and i was crying to god on behalf of myself and on behalf of everyone who have been the participants of this meeting Either here or on air, that God, in His mercy, will give us the required wisdom to enjoy marriage rather than to endure it, because marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not to be endured. And one of the wisdom that we lack that is making so many people to endure marriage today rather than enjoy is because of our failure to take hands of what we call marita kankawans anybody will enjoy marriage such a person must be, must make up his mind, such an a, time kankawans, 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 to work brethren time to time do not take no so marita kankawans some marita began as soon as a couple contacted marriage So marita kankawans began as soon as the very night, the very wedding night. Some Marita Kankawa came into some home as soon as they had first pregnancy. Some Kankawa came into some home by the time they started rearing children. Some Kankawa comes into some home by the time they, they began to expose to financial, financial constraints of the families at home. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Mommy was talking, my wife was talking this morning when she was dressing up to go to work, he said, we are rich people. I was just thinking, what was it about to say? Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And she said, when the children were leaving house this morning, those that will go to the IT center, those that will go to work, those that will go to school, we share 1,300 naira. What red. 1,300 naira. Not for food. Cost of the awards. Cost of their transportation alone. And she was talking. At such a time, and I was praying for some of us, sincerely, today when I was praying, I was just praying for some of us who still have little, little kids. I was saying this period and this time. I'm not trying to scare you. I am just trying to tell you that if Kanga 1 were not watched, when it comes to such stages in life, that is where problem begins in the family. cropped in. And began to destabilize your matrimonial peace and what, brethren, and tranquility. So it becomes very imperative, as we come together for this meeting tonight, that we must take it upon ourselves to identify Marita what, Marita cankerworms, and that is what we want to do. In the couple of another one hour, praise the name of the Lord, brethren. Praise the name of the Lord, brethren. Identifying Marita cankerworms. When we talk about marital canker work, the list is endless. Hello, brethren. What did you hear me say? When we are talking about what? About marital canker work, the list is what? The list is what? It is endless. I'm telling you. What determines the endlessness of the list of marital canker work? is that the kind of canker one that is going to attack family homes or marriage depend on the individual that made up that home. And those are, I say something to somebody. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. What the devil used as a cankerworm to attack a marriage depends on the individual members of that world, of that family. My own weakness is not pastor's weakness. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. His own weakness is, and his own prevalent habitual character, is what will determine the types of one, his own wife will have to battle with in his own marriage. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we talk about one, it's such a thing that we cannot list them all. Because as the Lord was putting my heart on this topic, I have to suspend my right of. When I got to point number 20, I was just praying that may God just give us the grace to be able to exploit the old 20 points i have brought here but this part of this 20 point i have highlighted that can act as marita kankawa they did not what it does not end there praise the name of the lord there are still some order but i have this to tell you about how to identify what we call what brethren what we call marita kankawa i have this to say Basic understanding. Go with me. The basic understanding to identify. The basic understanding to the identification. The basic understanding to the identification. The basic understanding to the identification identification of Marita Kankawa is that. The basic understanding to the identification of Marita Kankawo is that it is anything that threatens Marita' place and tranquility. Mm-hmm. Brother, did he I hear me? Mean, should I repeat myself? Okay. I said once the list about Kankawo is endless, and Kankawo in two given homes might be different, depending on the people that make up such a home or marriage. But I am saying that something is basic. to so how you can identify Marita I say The basic understanding to the identification. Are you there, beloved? The basic understanding to eh? so the identification of marita and kawo is that it is simply anything that threaten that please and tranquility are you okay with me brethren that is what we call kawo that is how you can identify it that is how you can know it anything that does what Anything that does what? Brethren, talk to me. I want to know if you hear me loud and clear. Anything that checks things, Marita, please, and tranquility is what? Is Marita kawo. Beyond what I will be able to discuss, by the grace of God in this meeting, I will want all of us, right from this place, so begin to examine and look into our relationship. What are those things that is struggling by matrimonial bliss and what? And tranquility. Whatever it is, that is what? That is marital kankawo. And it must be dealt with. If we will be able to enjoy marriage throughout all days of our brethren, of our lives. Very quickly, this let's evening, let's try and identify some of these marita kankawa. The first one here is negligence as well as laziness. What I call it, negligence as well as laziness. In the place of negligence and laziness, is somebody listening to me? Marriage is going to suffer a serious setback. Of either the husband or what brethren? Or the wife. If you are negligent. I told you the other time that marriage as an institution is such a very delicate thing. A delicate thing in life cannot be handled with what with negligence neither can a lazy man or a lazy woman handle anything that is delicate successfully it's a delicate matter it's very standard the scriptures refers to our wife as what They said like a weaker vessel. he doesn't really call them a weaker vessel, but he said they are like a weaker vessel. That fact is one of the facts that establish the fact that they are what? They are very tender, very flexible to handle, delicate to handle. I told people time without number. If you want to throw your wife into consistent confusion, and you want her to keep misbehaving, just keep complaining about every mistake she committed. The more you complain about a woman's mistake, the more she be committing more error. They are not configured that way. When you mount too more pressure on them, they misbehave more than you will expect. Praise the name of the Lord. They are delicate. They are tender. It should be handled with what with high degree of carefulness so in the place of negligence as well as laziness negligence as well as laziness bring about failures in marital responsibility and marriage without execution of basic necessary responsibility will always need to match rather what i tell you rather what i tell you i have said the time without that but i want to repeat it again i told you that marriage is a responsibility Given to responsible people to manage how responsibly. If a man cannot manage marriage responsibly, is not a word, a responsible man. So when we are talking another word, I am saying one word that marriage is a responsibility. Is a word, brethren? It's a responsibility to either a man or brethren or a woman. I don't want to go to that. I don't say it's a burden. Is somebody in the house listening to me, is responsibility a body? We should get the understandings of the two. Praise the name of the Lord. The essence of living is responsibility. A man or a woman who is not responsible, he doesn't want living in life. Praise the name of the Lord. So nobody should tell me that marriage is a body. I don't know when people make marriage a body. It is people error. Lack of understanding that makes marriage what? Marriage a burden. Marriage is not a burden. It is rather a responsibility. And anyone that is going to handle marriage as a responsible person in a responsible way, such a person cannot be negligent or what? Or lazy. That's what we are saying here. If you are negligent, you won't enjoy marriage. We keep saying it over and over that marriage is meant to be enjoyed And not to be what, brethren? And not to be endure. Praise the Lord. So anyone who will enjoy it must be ready to take what? Responsibility. And he who will take responsibility responsibly cannot be what, brethren? Cannot be negligent or lazy. You can't be negligent. You can't be lazy in discharging your responsibility as a man. And you feel the marriage will work. No. The man who will not go and work and by meet necessary need of the home based on his ability, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm not saying man will be able to meet all the demand and the requirement of a wife at all times. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you there, a man? tune of my voice, Listening for a time when your wife is going to commend you twenty four seven that you are making every necessary things available for the whole. No, that day will never come. You think I'm raising it? Because I'm praying for you. No woman will ever appreciate you until you've gone to the world beyond. That is the reality of life. So you should not let that bother you. But you have to take up that what? That responsibility. How brethren? Responsibly. With what? Without negligence and without an act of what? Laziness. Let's move away from there. I told you Any marriage without definite role and responsibility being executed by each member of that family will result to what, brethren? Will result to mess. So if I'm to cancel you, I will simply say, Don't mess up your marriage with what? With negligence and laziness. Negligence and laziness in regards to your role and your responsibilities in marriage is going to mess up any given marriage, any given hope, any given marriage. Let's look at point number two. The second canker one that we want to consider tonight. We are talking about suspiciousness. What do I call it? What do I call it brethren? Talk to me. Suspiciousness. Suspiciousness is a one in marriage. What do I call it? Suspiciousness is what? Is canker one in marriage. Beloved, listen to me. Basically, one of the principal factors. For marital bliss is trust. Remember what I said? One of the principal what? One of the principal factor of marital what, Remember? Of marital bliss, of marital tranquility, of marital enjoyment is what? Is trust. Is one of the factors. Very, very important in marriage. Very, very necessary in marriage. But you know what? In the lack of trust, will lead to lack of transparency. In the absence of trust, are you listening to me? There will be lack of what? Lack of transparency. When the husband and wife can no longer trust themselves, the next thing they need to do is to do what? To hide away from one another. They will take away no longer the what I call what? Transparency, and the moment transparency is out of marriage, lack of transparency will breed suspiciousness. And listening and listening attentively, suspiciousness kill marriage faster than death. Brother, did you hear me, Or I should repeat myself. Trust is one of the basic factors for marital. In its absence, there is a lack of transparency, and lack of transparency breeds suspiciousness, and suspiciousness kills marriage faster than death. Think of what So To yara by ago, Praise the name of the Lord. Suspiciousness, lack of trust. Resulting to lack of transparency and bringing about what? Bringing about suspiciousness. Once the trust is not there, the woman went to market, praise the name of the Lord. And he was head up in the very terrible road traffic and jar. Praise the name of the Lord. And the man is no longer comfortable at all. Waiting one hour, waiting one hour, the wife is yes to do what? The wife is yes to arrive. His mind is already running at tasker, thinking about so many things. As this woman goes to a so place, as this woman goes to so place, as this woman goes to so place. As soon as that woman comes back home, instead for him to relax, give I a warm welcome that will relieve that woman of the stress of the heavy traffic. That terrible mind he has carried is already living under tension. It is that one that will make him to react irrationally at the arrival of that woman. And before you realize, the whole thing is growing in shanguot. Suspiciousness kills marriage faster than what, brethren? Faster than death. We have to be very careful and watch it. Let's go ahead. We are talking about disrespect for each other. Disrespect for each other is another conqueror in marriage. Praise the name of the Lord. Lack of mutual respect will kill marriage. Brother, what I said. Brother, what I said. Lack of mutual respect will kill marriage. I know of some men who thought because they were married to that woman. Who thought because they paid down over that woman? Who thought because they are responsible for the care of that woman? Who feel that their wife should be treated or acted like a slave? They are all place in front you. When you bring a man, a woman rather into a marriage, he's not a slave. Is he a slave? Is she a slave? I'm asking brethren. Is she a slave? No. She deserves a what, brethren? A degree of what? A degree of respect. Respect in marriage should be mutual. Should be what? Should be mutual. Beloved, be no, this thing is vice fast, fast out. There are some women Despite they are women they have no respect whatsoever for their what for their husband they will say that is because of familiarity they say familiarity brings what bridge context context i told people that when it comes praise the name of the lord couples should learn to respect each other's rights and leadership responsibility that goes to every woman Whoever, I told people, young one, under the tune of my voice, listening to me and listening very attentively, a man you cannot submit to, don't dare marry him in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. If a woman chooses to marry a man and he comes to the altar, to so that man to say, I want, I do. Since the day you sign an agreement of I do in the altar, you have sold your legal rights. One of those things every woman in marriage or those who are coming into marriage should understand that is that as soon as you come into marriage one of the things that marriage takes from you is your what legitimate right god confirm the heirship of every family unto what unto a man no matter the levels of our intimate relationship you should not resort to what we call what brethren to what we call contents in such a marriage. The idea, please note this, of familiarity brings contents, must be avoided in marital relationship if the bond of marriage will not cast out, Praise the name of the Lord. Brother, you listening to me very well. Either from the man to his wife or from the woman to her what? To her husband. The issue of Undue familiarity that brings context should be avoided as a plea. To be what brethren? Should be avoided as a plea if the boat of that marriage will not capsize. When you are allowed unnecessary undue familiarity that brings about disrespect for your wife, disrespect to your husband is a canker work. It will definitely destroy that what? That marriage. It will eventually cassize the boat of that marital relationship. So, to avoid getting the boat of our marital relationship cassized, we must identify, we must destroy these issues of disrespect for each other and nibble it in the boat. Very important. Very essential. We should not forget that. Let's move. Let's talk about unforgiveness. brethren. the word I call it. Unforgiveness is another word. On what brethren? Unforgiveness is another word in marriage. May I tell you if you are to listen. Throughout all days of your life, you and your wife, you shall keep one offending one another. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. In any environment where two or more women are to relate together, there will with the offenses. We can't be the same. We are 100% different. Our configuration does what? Different. Our background differs. Our upbringing differs. Everything about our life does what we Differs. as a result. There is no how we can't, we will not conflict. But when we conflict, we should employ what? Forgiveness therapy. You know that was what we did during our last discussion. Forgiveness, the therapy of what? Of forgiveness. The therapy of forgiveness was our last discussion in this last month. Employees, it. Unforgiveness kills marriage. In view of this, forgiveness is not optional. When it comes to the issue of marital peace and tranquility, if somebody there listening to me? Forgiveness is not what, sir? It's not optional. We shall keep on forgiving what accept and good enough. I love not as difficult as forgiveness might look like to us, Jesus Christ has given us an anchor. When He thought a lot about the issues of this forgiveness, He thought about how we go about resolving conflict in Matthew 28 among the brethren. Praise the name of the Lord. He was talking to the disciples too. He was talking about seven times, seventy times a day, how many times? so hey, ara seven times seventy times that is how many times a day 490 times if you are going to keep record of your spouse for 490 times a day you are no longer in pain. am i correct or that language is too outrageous praise the name of the lord if i begin to count okay mommy the first offense was this morning when you woke up you did not give me my bed before you rise from bed the second offense Is that you don't wait for me to pick my Bible before you go. And I begin to count, and I begin to count, and I begin to count. And I want to count 490 times of such. Am I normal? Talk to me now. Are you afraid to talk to your pastor? Say it now. Let's call the spade a spade. If somebody will count an offense for 490 times per day, that person is not a woman man. That person is not normal. I don't know. I don't even think even a bad man can do that. So that's why I don't really know what to qualify. Somebody who wants to keep offense for 490 times. What is the scripture is telling us? The scripture, Jesus Christ knew himself, that as women being we are bound to conflict. And when we fail to forgive ourselves of our offenses, it's going to constitute constitute what? A conqueror to our marriage. So when we talk about forgiveness, it's not optional. When it comes to marital bliss and tranquility, it is what? It is mandatory. Let's talk about another canker one. This is a very terrible one. I pray God will give couple grace to live and overcome this terrible canker one. Do you know what it's called? brethren? do you know what it's called? Okay, you don't know. Will you ask me what is it called? Okay, it is called argument. Brother, what do I call it? Argument is a terrible canker one in marriage argument you know one thing about argument it is a very terrible canker one in marriage it builds unnecessary tension capable of destroying oneness and mutual understanding what i said argument builds what brethren unnecessary tension Capable of destroying oneness and mutual understanding in marriage. That is why it is very dangerous. It builds what? Unnecessary tension. Tension. Unnecessary. You see, I use the word what? Brethren, unnecessary. I use the word what? I use the word unnecessary. Apply wisdom. Don't allow arguments to react and build unnecessary tension in your home. Learn to leave matters. Learn to do what? Learn to do what, brethren? Learn to live and forgo matter. Somebody is talking, 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 talking. He or she wants to emphasize what? His or her point. Let somebody leave her now. Let somebody does what? Let somebody leave her. An husband and wife. I love the maturity of that man. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. That doesn't make him a champion, no. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but when he does some of those things once in the blue moon, and I am privileged to that information, I do appreciate it. Praise the Lord. This man and his wife, they had misunderstandings on Sunday morning on the, before they left to coming to church. Are you listening to me? They had that, that has transpired within them. They were sharing with me and I was just laughing. And that has transpired within them. They dragged that thing they get to church. They were so mature enough, as soon as they got to church, nobody knew there was anything that was going on what, within them. They left. After the service, as soon as they entered into the car and as they were driving away from the church, another thing different to what happens in the morning. Still what? Still emanated. And they started again from the church down to their what, down to their house. Arguments, exchanging words, talking to one another, getting annoyed. Those arguments were less serious words. Serious tension within them. They just got up. The husband said, the wife just went inside the bedroom. And she went and hung and dressed. And she just go to bed straight. And she just went and sleep. And the man said, they don't use to eat. To, to, to go to church on Sunday that it is an habit in their house. The man said he was feeling hungry seriously and he was just asking he said that, yeah, is it this argument that will subject me to under strike against this Sunday afternoon and this and this. And this man just summoned courage and he went into the room and went and met his wife. And he said, woman, what is happening here? Won't we eat this afternoon <laughs> jokingly, laughingly, and the why too, because it's a child of God, you know, it is just a mere unnecessary argument that is bringing unnecessary tensions in their home. The white Jew, jokingly said, he said, the one you abuse very well in the car, the one you abuse very well in the morning, and the one you abuse very well while we are coming home, is the one that we do what? That we cook for you this afternoon. The other one just said, eh, I will not eat. Me? This afternoon, to ah, know. Ah, 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 ah. What do you want? Oh oh I am sorry. So it is because of that issue that we've been dragging this money. That's the reason why we are not going to eat this afternoon. You know what the man said? The man said it in Yoruba. Oni wo, only shori bo o fun wa yawo ni o so she went to the kitchen the cook the man told me he ate rice and plantain and he took cold coke to step it there. and he said that's how to you know. He sent one of the children to go and buy petrol into the again and he hunt generator and he slept very sadly. Praise the name of the Lord. Don't destroy your marriage. There is nothing special. What is what what, what are you going to gain in that argument that is really unnecessary? What? Let's tension. Learn to handle them. We are taking it together. As we are construing those ones, we are equally talking about how we can do what? How we can handle them? How we can nipple them in the board And overcome them once and for all. Your marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not to be endure. These are the troubles of ones that are destroying our peace. You should not allow them in your marriage. A bad demon is so not done. Forget about kankawas. It doesn't want it. It's a canker one. It real tensions. But I said it does. It rears views unnecessarily what? Unnecessary tension. Bringing maturity this time around. Forget about it. And I've told people time without that. about. Okay, I'm coming to discuss that other communication. Let me leave that. We'll get there. Let's move ahead. Another counter one is secrecy. What I call it brethren. Secrecy. Keeping secret from your spouse can be as dangerous as lie and infidelity of any kind. Keeping secret from your spouse can be as dangerous as lies or any infidelities in your marriage. Yes, that is secrecy. When you are keeping secret, keeping secret, keeping secret about money, keeping secret about anything, keeping secret about your personal fear, keeping secret of things about your place of work, keeping secret of things about your ministry, Living as if you have your life to live alone and you are hiding from your spouse is another canker war and it can be as dangerous as lies and any form of infidelity in marriage. There are times I just wonder when men want to take money, that is the time when they don't have to cover their secrets, when they want to sleep with their wife, they don't feel ashamed to take themselves. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. There can be transparency when we want to come to bed, but when it comes to the issues of money, it becomes as if we look Some men will be back in their wife before they take money. They will just look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this like a, like a team who we'll just runs away from the uh, uh, sugar, cane farm. Uh, sugar cane farm. Because you want to take money, they will Look at that before he brings out money. What kind of life is that? Those are counter one. That is why that woman will kill you. What did I said. What did I said. That woman will kill you. I have told people time with that number. I have told people that with that number. That women should not kill their husband for what they didn't have. But a man who has a faith to take care of his family, what he has is what we kill him or her. What we kill him rather. Is somebody there is listening to me? Brother, are you there listening to me? There is no point in keeping any secret. The moment your wife knows there is no more what, money with you, she will bring down the one with her. But the woman, the moment that woman is suspecting you, that there is, this, there is still this money somewhere with you, the reasons why you will say in the morning, in, at night, that look, this is the last 500 naira, and you gave it out at, at the junction to your house. And they use that 500 naira to buy pepper, buy onion, buy palm oil, or vegetable oil in order for you to prepare concoction for your family and enjoy yourself. If that is what it takes for that night, praise the name of the Lord. And you wake up the following morning, and the woman will still ask you, Sir, we don't know there is no salt at all. Give us money, if we want to buy salt. I mean, somebody who has brought that $500 yesterday said, This is the only money I have. And he has given it to them. This money they were asking him again. There is no sort at what? At all. We don't know there is no sort. Give us what? Money. Brother, may I tell you, when a woman, when your wife is doing that to you, believe me sincerely, he doesn't trust you. He believes there is a secret you are keeping. That is where the problem lies. And the moment. Each member of the party lives with the consciousness of secret things within one another. It is a canker one that will be constituting menace in such a family, in such a marriage. Let's look at another point infidelity. Another canker one. What I call it, brethren. Another canker. And I want you to take note of this very well. Infidelity. I said, Infidelity. Every form. Brethren, listen and listen to this very well. If you are taking it, it will be good. Every form of infidelity, be it financial, emotional, psychological, material, will definitely destroy any given marriage, hopes, or family. I repeat myself. Every form of infidelity, it may be infidelities in terms of finance, it may be emotional infidelity, it may be psychological infidelity. It may be material infidelity. Each time you allow any of such in your marriage, such marriage will definitely be destroyed. It's not a cause. What did I said is not. What did I say to you, brethren? It's not a cause. I don't know what's do with what infidelity. Do I know what I do? So you see how we're going to sooner? What will it do? It will definitely own marriage. I hate one language in our house that I try to correct. They will say, eh, "That is car. That is what. That is car. That is car." Praise the name of the Lord. That might become an act of infidelity to what to that man mari- that is material infidelity that is what brethren that is material infidelity when a family has a single car and it is only the man who what who enjoy that what that car in that family that is infidelity Okay. okay? How if that if that car is granted would that woman show any sympathy? Brother, I'm asking you now, would that woman show any sympathy? Yo <laughs> once you are riding the car alone you are not faithful you don't give consideration to them you don't do what you don't give consideration to them we've not been able to avoid another car for now I, because of that look for how I create some relief and some comfort for my wife I look at this, should I pick you? Okay, I'm coming to pick you. I'm coming to do this. So it's not convenient for me. I am praying that God will make a way for us so that she will be on our word. She will be on our own. But why we still control one, I have to put her into what? Into consideration. Put the children into consideration. I go anywhere with my children, with my car, carry your load that you want to go to school. They said, "Daddy, please carry us." Now, even some Sunday when they are going back, man, I, your, that thing will be telling me, on your." It's because God has given their father. And if God has given me anything, if my children cannot benefit from what God has given me, I am an irresponsible father, and I don't want to be one of such. Praise the name of the Lord. Infidelity. We should be very careful about it. I told you every form of infidelity be it financial, emotional, psychological material. We definitely destroy any given marriage, home, or family. So, that. so it is a what? It is a counter one. It must be made. We are brethren. It must be made. We are in the board. Before it boarded, we must nip them earlier, as early as possible. Another thing is poor communication. Master, what do I call this, sir? is talk to me. What I call it? Poor communication is another cancer. One the marriage. it can destroy marriage like any other thing. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you know what I've discovered, brethren? Most of the existing crises in marriage today can be traced to communication gap. Most of all existing crises in any given home can simply be traced To what brethren? To communication gap. We don't communicate in most of our homes and marriage. Most times we yell. That's not communication. Most times we shout on one another. That's not communication. Most times we murmur and grumble. That is not what? That is not communication. I have seen that done on several places and I will be asking the woman. Woman, can you tell me what you are saying? Can you what? Can you tell me what you are saying? You know, at times when I went to couples and we were discussing like that, and I was asking and I will be asking them to ask that question, it used to embarrass some women. I asked, the, I asked women, Tell me what you are saying. Then that person will feel embarrassed, the pastor. So, with all this I have said since morning till now, you still don't know what I'm saying. Do you know why I used to ask that question? I see them just murmuring just complaining. They were not talking about something definite. They were not doing what? They were not talking about something definite. You know as a marriage counselor, I told people, there is what we call, uh, there is what we call secondary issue, there is what we call primary issue, there is what we call key issue. Most of the time when people come to you in marriage counseling, they were busy telling you secondary issue. Some of them will manage to tell you 5% of primary issue. And if care is not taken, they will tell you not up to 0.001% of the key issue. Praise the name of the Lord. And you need key issue to solve marital challenges and problems. I don't always care about secondaries and what? And primary issue. The thing is what? Is the key issue. And I tell you more about what I'm trying to say. A woman will tell me her husband is not coming home, earlier. She will tell me her husband is not uh, is not making advancement for sex with her. She will tell me she carried this. You don't know how to do this. Those are the things women will be telling you. When people tell me such stories in the course of marriage counseling, they will feel like will be excited with all those stories. My husband don't come home. My husband don't sleep with me. My husband don't commend me. Whatever things I do, I don't know how to do. it. they will take all of those things, with thrill really me. Or challenge me to develop one kind of sympathy. Those things don't thrill me in marriage discussions and talk. Those are secondary and what? And primary issue. You have not told me the key words. The key issue. I am interested in key issue is resolving marital conflict rather than secondary and primary issue. Those secondary and primary issues are flimsy. Do you know how I classify primary and secondary issue? In marital conflict, I classify them as symptom. As what? As what brethren? As symptom. No medical experts. Are you listening to me? Take care of symptoms. What do they try to do? They try to kill the what? To cure the cause. Attention should be given to what? To the cause. So most times, very many of us in our marital challenges, we were only busy talking about symptoms. We are not really addressing what? The real issue that is responsible for talent in that hope. And it is always like that because of poor communication or what I call communication gap. Listen to this and take note of it that I give it to you. Building a sustainable marriage. Building a sustainable marriage. As well as resolving existing crises. I will repeat myself. Building a sustainable marriage, as well as resolving existing crises, has a lot to do with effective communication. Has what, Sama? A lot to do with effective communication. This is what I'm saying some months ago some, some, some years ago when we talked about unavoidable games of what of marriage and I told you anyone who is not ready for you should not just come into marriage at all the moment you are in marriage you should be ready for such what for such games in your marriage praise the name of the Lord Praise the name of the lord so lati pe idile to ba la lafi aro se wa pe lati yanju agbonton mi si omi oto ti o le ma seyọ ninu kene ti o le ma seyọ ninu ebi iforanjomi to ru oro to that is what i'm saying building a sustainable marriage as well as resolving existing crises has a lot to do with Effective communications in every marriage. Let me talk about lies and insincerity. The time is running fast. Lies and insincerity. Lies and insincerity. These are the two mustangs' enemy. Capable of destroying marriage on notice. Lies and what And insincerity. I call them two what? Two monsters enemy. Woman, money, or one, ro, ati, It destroy marriage faster, very quickly. You can ruin marriage unnoticed. And um, what, brethren? Unnoticed. I'm a paroyen. She will be telling that night. will be telling that night. He will be thinking that line is covered. That line is covered. That line is covered. The more he is covering that line in that marriage. He is he or she is killing that marriage what? Gradually. That marriage must have been dead. Ever before he's dead. Oh, will you allow me to use that language? That grammar. I don't know whether it's correct, but that is how it occurs to me. With light and insincerity. A marriage must have been dead. Before it is dead. ku Little by little, what you put on one So if you are going to enjoy marriage, lies and insincerity is a word. Is a word, brethren. It's a conquer one. You must nipple it from the board. But then say the truth and what. Say the truth and what. You know, say. Say the truth and die. So tako kubama kude to not you come out, go up. But people come secrets, secret. Lie. They tell lies in the courtship. They tell lies before they enter into marriage. They continue lying in that marriage. Any marriage that is based on lies and insincerity will not stand the test of time. It's not a cause. It is the reality. Any marriage will started on the platform of lies and what brethren? And insincerity will not stand what? The test of time. You see, things advance. So people should not tear us pastor Again, when it comes to the issue of marriage, yo, the idea of what God has joined together, let no man put asunder, has been refused. Has been refused. <laughs> if you want to hear that, let me tell you publicly now: it has been what? It has been refused. a brother is an, a, a, he is impotent. He cannot perform. He knew that ever before marriage, and he is. He, 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 with his lies and insincerity, he lures young sisters into marriage. And if I happen to join such marriage before the other, and after the marriage, we discover that that man cannot perform, and he doesn't tell that sister before the marriage, I join them together in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, I will equally dissolve them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And I will ask that sister to go and pray for another will of God. And I will still join that sister in the same church with another man. Okay, you want to castigate me for that? See me in camera and let's talk it in detail. That marriage is not of God. It is based on deceit and error, insincerity. Any marriage that is based on lie and insincerity is what? Cannot stand the test of what? The test of time. So lie and insincerity is a canker word. Say the truth and die. I have seen a woman without a fallopian tube ever before marriage. It was not an error without a womb I mean, not fallopian tube, without womb. A story I know very well. She has committed abortion severally. And the last one they did went, something went wrong. So they have to remove a womb in order to save her life. And it was after that has been done that she now became hands down. And she accepted Jesus Christ. I am talking about a story that I know very well, close to these areas a few years ago. And that sister became a father and sister. I don't know. He became a father sister. I, 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 I can confirm that God saw her sincerity. Because with time, one father and brothers in the church just came up and he said, God said he should marry her. Ah, ah. The pastor was afraid. The pastor was he's a pastor friend. He said, he was just. They used the lens strategy to, con- to give his consent to that relationship. And one day, the man kept coming to the pastor, sir. What about the issue of the sister I told you? And one day, the pastor was forced to voice out because he so much loved that brother so dearly. This is a fervent, young, committed brother. that he should, not be the, he should not be the kind of this one that will go and marry uh, empty baskets. Empty sack. So to say, and the pastor said, Bro, have you prayed very well? Yes, I have prayed very well. I am convinced. Uh-huh. Do, have you found out all that you need to find out? You know, marriage is about closing one eyes and opening the other eyes. You are asking, where does the pastor see that? It is scripture that that is Mark chapter fourteen verse thirty-eight. Watch and pray. So the eyes with which you close is the one you used to watch. The one, uh, the one you close is the one you used to pray. The one you open is the one you used to watch. Have you, have you watched very well? The brother said, I have watched very well, sir. Do you have every information about this sister? He said, Pastor, everything I need to know about this sister, I know. Brother, I want to see Pastor? No, come out, Pastor. Do you feel, I don't know, she doesn't have a womb? Yeah. The pastor was not He was completely hands down. And he said, brother, so you know that. Okay? And as much as you know that, go back and pray. He said, okay, daddy, if you say I should go back and pray, I will go. But I know and I'm sure that what God is telling me, is what is going to be, because that's what it has been said over one year, that you've been keeping me waiting about this sister now. The pastor is when are you when are you getting ready to marry? When are you getting ready to marry? They gave them dates, and the old-and-law, they got wedded. And one blessed morning, not quite a month after the wedding ceremony, the young man just came to the pastor in the office and he said, sir, I was praying this morning and God told me that I should come and ask you what is the ultimate need of this church. That I should go and get it. That if I bring it, you should pray for me and my wife. We are going to have children. Because of the child. I don't mean mommy, brother. Only <laughs> God told me we are going to have children. I'm not going to you. God told me we are going to have children. I'm not talking about somebody who is just faking things. So if you follow this idea of what I'm saying and you went and faith in and you marry what will give you proper, They will ask me if you don't get eyes. Praise the name of the Lord. No, I love to balance teachings and messages like this so that somebody will not go and marry somebody blindly. And we say, one pastor give one testimonies on the ear. You want to join that to go and commit error. You better take that. That one has worked with God. He can hear God loud and clear. And the pastor said, that time was in the raining days when this was far just began to come. And the pastor has been looking for a means of buying one horse for the altar. And that, the pastor said, I would have even talked something better. The, <laughs> the pastor said, he just said, horse farm. And that young man went in the days of seven, seven thousand iron. This giant one was seven thousand iron there. And that man went and bought. And he came with it. And in led that. The pastor friend told me that he prayed as if he's going to pray all his intestine out of his mouth. I God, you must just show mercy. God, you must just show mercy. Behold and low, old, this couple I'm talking about today has three children. Brethren, what are we talking about here? That is eh, keep away lies and insincerities out of your marriage. Say the truth and die. It works. It stabilizes marriage. Lies is a canker It will look as if it's saving you some he's saving you some embarrassment now. But at the end it will eventually backfire and destroy that marital relationship. Stop lying. Stop out of the insincerities in your marriage. It's a car. It's a canker one. Tight schedule. I can't go. I can't make more explanation here any longer. Tight what? Tight schedule. Keeping and taking time with career friend, ministry, parent etc. to the detriment of time spent with your spouse is one that must be avoided. you buy your diligent career. and don't know. I won't let a I won't let I will I will I will I will I Philanthropist group, one club, one this, one that. That is what he will keep doing. He doesn't have time for his wife. Let me tell man, no matter how rich you are, if you don't have time for your for your wife, if it happens to be an unbeliever, it is your driver that will be servicing your wife. Is somebody adding have you not seen it? No. A lot of wife of rich men, people of class and caliber, that were going out with the driver or with even the cook in the house, because the man don't do what, don't have time for such a woman. What a woman needs in marriage goes beyond money. In somebody they ask me, the "What woman needs in marriage goes beyond what? Goes beyond money and what? And food, and clothing. Women love what? Companionship." That is part of the purpose of marriage and the actual sense of it. So when you have too much of to do. he shall, shall office you, church, go with your church, church, ministry. Eh? You, you should understand it is the work of God. Eh? If you know it is the work of God you want to do all this of your life, you will have choose to be a father. If you will know you will not have time for that woman. You can't even do that with my own wife. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> praise the name of the lord so we should be very careful about the issue of time another thing is the nagging and frustrating mood Brother, what they call it nagging and what and frustrating mood for no justified what for no justified reason ask him or her why she's moody or he's moody he can't do what he, can, he or she can't explain they are canker woman. I'm not disputing the fact that that can happen once in a blue moon. Are you listening to me? But when that becomes your repeated attitude in your marriage, it's you a canker woman is going to destroy your marriage. Nagging at every word, every slightest matter. Oh, that's it to one arm of oh, that's to one of any little time you nag every time it is always with a front mood. Is a canker one. It can destroy any marriage at any given time. Another thing is talkativeness. What I call the brethren, talkativeness is a canker one. Talkativeness. you want to say it is women that talk a lot. If you see men who are professional talkers, you will be tired. What I call them? <laughs> you have not seen such a man before. Professional talker. Oh my God. Oh, no, I'm a sort of a what you are welcome. Oh, no, I'm a shaking it. Oh, no, mamma, any shoe. I destroy marriage. Such men does not enjoy marriage. Such women does not enjoy marriage. Talkativeness, as well as careless talk, is another counter one that is ruinous to marital peace and tranquility. Brethren, the D.A. me loud and clear. Brethren, can you hear me loud and clear? Too much talk. Talk. As well as careless words. Careless talk. Be mindful of what you say. Even in the means of annoyance. We should be what? We should be mindful of what comes out of our mouth. If you are not going to destroy your marriage, you are damned. You are, well bad, are stupid. After every sort of peregrating statement, it doesn't what? It doesn't bring about tranquility in what? In marriage. Let's lead up, let me talk about pride and independent-mindedness. That's another kind of one marriage. What I call it? Pride and what, brother? Independent-mindedness. Pride and independent-mindedness. If we at God at your con- we are a we are here. il mo here, we are here. We are here, we are here. We are here, we are here the language and the statement of a proud and an arrogant individual with independent mindedness. Pride itself in independent mindedness. Pride. Oh my father. Pride winged, it says, in independent mindedness. Pray not, listen to me and grab this before you go. When you often feel you can do anything successfully without your spouse, you are trekking the path of marital frustrations and failure. Should I repeat myself? When you often fail, you can do anything successfully. Anything I said, anything. When you feel you can do anything successfully, without your spouse, you are trekking. You are trekking the path of marital frustrations and failure. I had the money. What is that man said? I had the wisdom. I have the formula, I have the strength, the skill, and the strategy of what will make that ministry work. What my wife, what can she offer? Or what money does she ask to give in support of this project? So, whatever things I say is what? Is the final. When you choose such a way of life, you are trekking on the path of what? Marital failure and frustration. Listening to what? Listening to your spouse, what, brethren? advice let me rush through the order ceremonial consciousness ceremonial words ceremonial consciousness when any members of the party is ceremonial conscious is a canker word. love for party and spending money lavishly on party are detrimental to marital beliefs <laughs> so eh wa ni fun mi eh wa ni fun mi logo olohun ye mi legbe o olohun ni ye mi legbe o oku baba wa toti kula ti bi ogbondu me opo du le meta si ehin won ti pe wa ni legbe ka wa ye ehin baba, baba da, won de ni gbugbu awon oku olohun ma ja so mo ya won ni 100 2000 ni ama se kini e. la ma da ata ti ye yi oku baba wa ata ti yi pada orori baba wa awon eran tin si so won na ama se ama leta isi mo afẹ fi mabu I've been my push, I want to ceremony. Or even, hey, I want to talk it. This thing is vice versa. Hey, ti you want it? I'm asking you, am I joking or am I, am I exaggerating? Hey, eh, I want not talk about it. Toughen or party, but we are here and we are not only empty accounts for any reason whatsoever. It's a canker one. When you give to such, it can destroy your marriage. Probably I will stop on this one. That is talking about immaturity. Immaturity. In what, brethren? Immaturity is another canker one. Time will not permit me to talk about this immaturity so much. It's a topic on its own. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. But let me just summarize the issue of immaturities with this statement. Exposing the inadequacy. Are you ready for that? Should I give it before we go? Exposing the inadequacy of your spouse to your parents or sibling or friend is an act of immaturity. And it will definitely rob you of marital joy I will repeat myself exposing the inadequacy of your spouse to your parents all your siblings all your friends is an act of immaturity and it will definitely rob you I'm saying it authoritatively it's not that it may what I said it will definitely rob anyone of marital bliss and joy that is the reality today that's the reality today sir it is immaturity and what are you thinking? why do you do that to my brother why do you do that to my mom in the presence of your mom i'm not saying your wife should be rude to your mom i'm not saying your husband should be rude to your what to your mom vice versa praise the name of the lord i am saying in the sense that when you see any out of irresponsibility on the part of your spouse to any of your parents or your in-law. Are you listening to me? You have to call such a spouse in your what? In your secret. And put it in others. Your mother in law comes to your house. And your wife serves them some needs And you are not satisfied with what? You are not satisfied with what? The wife has served your what? Your father. And you say, hey, They come here. They come here. They are come here. They are come here. Is there only... I, I, I do no other what that in the, in the pot. You are immature. But I said, that man is immature. There are better way you can do it now. Praise the name of the Lord. Is it that you forgo that one for that what? For that day. And tell later that there yeah, is not the best now. The kind of food you give to money the other time is not what? It's not the best. And at times if you want to correct it What? immediately are you listening to me you can just call your wife right to do you tell that that mate you put there is not what is not eating enough Go and take two or go can take two more in another place and just go to the system and tell mommy that mommy if that meat is not enough you can pick any of these words any of this one that's how to do why should you give my mother both? you are in my children. i'm not saying your wife has done well Forgiving your mother what? Bone. But for you to be talking about uh, bone in the presence of your parents, it is an act of what? It is an act of immaturity. And the one, you will think you want to defend your parents, your sleeping, your friend. You will end up suffering lack of marital tranquility and what the love. And please praise the name of the Lord. Hello, beloved. Let me keep the remaining five till another time. Praise the name of the Lord. I have just given you just 15 out of 20 recorded here. We still have what I tag, spiritual indolency. We have what I tag, spawning. We have what I tag, famine, advocacy. We have what I tag, insensitivity. And we have what I refer to as sexual-related negligence. Let me talk about sexual-related negligence as the last point. Sexual what? Sexual-related negligence. Take note of this and take it all. When we handle sexual related challenges in marriage with levity, do you want to take it down? Okay, let me go slowly. When we handle sexual related challenges in marriage with levity, we stand the risk of marital conflict, confusion, commotion, chaos, and catastrophe. That is the reality. It's a salient matter what the issues of sexual relationships and marriage but we pretend and hide as if it's a secret thing that must not be discussed and several home today several marriages at the edge of collapse collapse rather the cause of this very particular problem i am saying that in as much as the challenges and the problem of lack of sexual satisfaction exists in your marriage, it's a canker wall. You can destroy that marriage, you can kill that marriage. It must be handled with all seriousness of mind. Conclusively, beloved couple in the house, it's teaching time. What did they say? Save nine. The issue, take note of this very well. I want you to take this home. To so cut this meeting off for the day. The issue of cankerworm in marriage. The issue of cankerworm in marriage should not be taken for granted. Rather, they should rather be nippled in the board. Please take note of that. I have been repeating that statement over and over since the commencement of this word, of this talk. The issue, I repeat myself. Of canker worms in marriage should take things for granted. They should rather be nipple in their pot. It is better to act or deal with the problems of canker worm immediately. Because if you wait and deal with the problem later, things will get worse and the plan will take longer to deal with. Canker worm is very easy. When you learn to do what? To handle them earlier. When you allow them to eat too deep, it must, it might have destroyed so many things. Go beyond reversible or repairable in our home. That is why it must be handled with what? With care. It must be handled with all seriousness. It must be handled as a matter of commitment. Beloved. You know? Here is the wisdom for anyone who will enjoy marriage. Learn to watch out. I told you that earlier. For what? For Marita and our Time to time. And endeavor to, to nip them in the world, brethren, in the world. The earlier it's done, the better it is, what, brethren? The better it is. Shall we go before the Lord's prayer? Beloved, have you spot and discover any form of marital canker worms in your own? Any form of marital canker worms in your own? eating, deep destroying the beast, and your yep. matrimonial bliss and tranquility. I desire somebody would cry to God tonight. Father, divine wisdom. That's the prayer point this evening. To handle every kankawon that is wrecking up on my marriage. Every effort that is preventing and injuring me from enjoying marriage. Every kankawon that is frustrating my hope. Lord, I receive wisdom to handle them as for today. Shall we talk to the Almighty God of prayer? If the Lord has enforced the particular one in your heart, as this seminar was ongoing, as this summit was ongoing, I, which will handle that one in particular, at this point in time, are you negligent, lazy? Can you ask God, the Father, you will deliver me from negligence and laziness. Are you suspicious it will kill marriage? Will you plead with God, Father, help my heart to build trust in my spouse and maintain life of transparency? Are you disrespectful? As familiarity has brought unnecessary contents in your marriage, why you have no respect for the leadership, headship of your husband, and you feel because you are husband and why that man doesn't have a degree of respect, you argue with him every now and then. There's nothing that tells you that you can simply keep quiet even if it's not pleasing unto you. That is part of what headships. Submission to airship comes for a time. Are you arrogant and light like minded? Is a, a canker one. Are you proud and independent minded? Is a canker one. Are you disrespectful? Is a canker one. Are you suffering from the spirit of unforgiveness? Is a canker one. Are you full of arguments? Please, my man, plead with God this morning, this evening. Lord Jesus, deliver my soul from evil spirit of argument that is the unnecessary tension in my marriage, really unnecessary tension in my home, rearing unnecessary tensions in my family. Lord, deliver me from evil spirit of secrecy. It's a canker word. It destroys marriage. Set my soul free from every form of infidelity. Lord, grant me wisdom for communication with which I can build a sustainable and resolve marital conflict effectively. Lord grant unto me in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord grant unto me. Grant me wisdom to manage my schedule that I might do what is needful and necessary with my immediate family. I am aware of how tight your schedule is. I am aware of how tedious your work is. I am not denying the fact that your schedule is tight, But yet... It is necessary if you are going to enjoy marriage that you create time out of no time. Let your schedule, let your family be part of your schedule. Let it be part of your schedule. Time to spend with your wife. Let it be part of your schedule. Time to spend with your husband. Let it be part of your schedule. 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 Of your schedule. Cry to God in prayer. Father, deliver my soul from the spirit of nagging. And more. deliver me from talkativeness and loose talk loose speech liberate me from the spirit of ceremony Lord mature my life by the power of your spirit mature my heart in the light of your word I want to handle issue maturely I don't want to talk anyhow I don't want to react anyhow in any situation in any circumstance I want to be more mature in my attitude Lord, deliver me from spiritual indolency. When you are indolent in prayer, you are indolent in fasting, you are indolent in attending meetings like this. That's why we destroy that marriage. That husband will destroy that marriage. He doesn't get time for spiritual matter. Spiritual matter is an important factor that sustains marriage. Hey, I am afraid oh, when your spouse keeps growing material. Is losing interest in spiritual things. It is dangerous for that marriage. Go and plead with God over that spouse. Go and plead with God over that husband. Go and plead with God over that wife. Spiritual indolence. Not being steadfast, fervent in the spirit. As a married individual, we not only kill marriage, but we kill that person. I don't have time to tell you that. That woman is going to die gradually that man is going to die gradually one day he will kill himself he will not just only kill your marriage that man will kill himself one day because of his spiritual indolence because of his or a lack of spiritual passion for spiritual things. that is where the danger lies that is how terrible spiritual indolence is a spiritually indolent wife or husband will not only kill a marriage he will kill him or herself eventually are you spiritually indolent? Or your spouse is spiritually indolent? You better go and pray to God. Has God to come into your own Has God to come into your marriage? Has God to bring, to, to, to take away every form of spiritual darkness away from the face of your spouse in order to make your marriage enjoyable? Spiritual indolency, I have told you, will not only kill your marriage, will kill that spouse. It must be handled. It must be dealt with. It must be nippled in the ball. If not, it's going to create a serious disaster. It's going to create a serious disaster. The right of heirship of any given marriage or oath is scripturally confined on man, on man. Let us leave it that way. Failure to do so will resort to answer truncating marital peace and tranquility. I raise that point under families. Advocacy—that is another thing that is trending. Women talking about family feminist advocacy. Men as equal rights with men. Yes, I am not disputing that. According to the social now, but I am saying scripturally, the right of a sheep of every old is confined with a man. Living, let us live it that way. The failure to do so will result to Assad truncating marital bliss and tranquility. Ask God. Lord, help my life. Grant me divine wisdom to handle and deal with every form of canker worms in my marriage. That's the last prayer point I want you to pray. Grant me divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Divine wisdom, O Lord, to handle every marital canker worm, every canker worms in my marriage. Divine wisdom to handle them and nipple them at birth lord give them unto me and nipple them in the ball grant unto me divine wisdom to nipple every marital little canker word in my home in my marriage in my family to nipple them in the ball lord you will grant unto me in the mighty name of jesus thank you precious father hallelujah to the name of jehovah in jesus name we pray. trust you have been blessed by the message we encourage you to continue in his light daily god bless you